Welcome back to the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the first quarter of the new season that we just started. Uh, we'll talk about team injuries, and we will answer our very first listener question. Uh, jumping right in, we'll start off with the Cleveland Browns. Through the first quarter of the season, the Browns went 4-0. Um, in that first quarter, they Started off the season with a victory over the Patriots um, in what could possibly turn out to be a playoff showdown later in the year. Um, Then they followed that up with three straight division games, two on the road against the Bengals and the Ravens, and one at home against the Steelers. Again, all victories. Uh, Looking at the scores, it looks like the road games were not as easily won as the home games. Uh, Coming up for the Browns in the second quarter of the season, they have two more division games against uh, teams that they played in the first quarter, the Bengals and the Steelers. Um, So if they win those games, that'll give them a good lead position on those two teams. Um, They will also have matchups against the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals being one of the better teams in the NFC uh, and it being in Arizona could be an interesting game and you know possibly a pivotal one for both teams moving forward um could possibly be a preview of a super bowl matchup just don't know um moving on to the kansas city chiefs in the first quarter of the season the chiefs went two and two um Part of that was due to the fact that in the preseason, the Chiefs lost their starting quarterback and number one wide receiver to injury. Um, But we'll talk more about that in the injury section. Uh, Chiefs started off the season with a victory over the Detroit Lions, then traveled to Lambeau and lost to the Packers, traveled to New England and lost to the Patriots, and that's about all we're going to say about that. I still have some strong feelings about that, that... I will just keep to myself at the moment. And then in week four, they traveled to Los Angeles and beat the division rival Chargers. Uh, Note for that game is that they did get their starting quarterback back for that game, so that was a good sign. Uh, Looking at the second quarter of the season for the Chiefs, they will have a divisional return matchup at home with the Chargers. Uh, So if they can win that one, that would give them a... That would give them the tiebreaker of the Chargers going forward. Uh, Then they'll have home matchups against the Steelers and the Colts as well before entering their bye week in week eight. Um, So hopefully at the halfway point, the Chiefs are hopefully only got one one more loss or no more losses added to their record by the halfway point. Um, I think all of these games in this quarter for the Chiefs are winnable. but we'll have to we'll have we'll see where they're at when the bye week comes up. Uh, sticking with the AFC, we'll go look at the Patriots. And the Patriots finished the first quarter of the season three and one. Uh, they had that opening week loss to the Browns. Uh, then they beat their division rival Dolphins. Again, they beat the Chiefs, and we're not going to talk about it. And then they finished out the first quarter with a win over the Texans. Uh, the score says it was 49-40. to 40. Uh, Kind of sounds like there was almost absolutely no defense played in that game. 
Uh, for the second quarter of the season, the Browns, or I mean the Patriots, go into their bye week in week five. Then they will play in Dallas at the Cowboys, and then home games against the Eagles and a division game against the Jets. Um, so, so far for most everybody in the AFC, the Browns are, looks like they're going to get most of their divisional games out of the way in the first half of the season uh, with the other with two more games coming up in the second quarter. Uh, the Chiefs just have their two division games, so the rest of their divisional games will be in the second half of the season. And looking at the Patriots, kind of the same deal. They've had in the first half of the season, they'll have end up having two division games, so the rest of theirs will be in the second half of the season. Uh, so for the, the Browns at the halfway point, should have a pretty clear picture of where they're going to be in their division. Um, Chiefs and Patriots, that'll have to wait till the second half of the season to kind of see where they're at, uh, with most of their division games coming at that point. And, you know, injuries, as always, can play a role in deciding how seasons go. Uh, moving on to the NFC, the Packers, through the first quarter of the season, went 4 0. Um, they had. Two division games within that stretch, one in Detroit and one at home against the Vikings. Both of them were wins, so that gives them an edge up in the division right now and gives them kind of an edge over those two teams. Uh, as mentioned before, they had the Week 2 victory over the Chiefs, and then in Week 1 they beat the Bears in Chicago. So kind of like the uh, Browns, the Packers have quite a few division games in the first half of the season. Uh, coming up in the second quarter of the season, they've got matchups against the three division teams they've already played. Um, so they'll have all but two of their division games dis, I mean, played by the halfway point of the season, and they'll we'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to win that division by that point, I think. Uh, week five, they travel to Denver to the, for the Broncos. Week six, they'll travel to Minnesota in that return matchup. Uh, week seven and eight, they're at home against the Lions and Bears. And then, so yeah, at that point, we'll have a pretty good idea of, you know, who's in the lead in that division and probably who's going to win it at the end of the year. Um, at that point, all they'll have left is, well, no, actually, they will be done with their division games at the halfway point because that is everyone in their division. So that division will be decided at the halfway point. Uh, moving on to the Panthers. Uh, Panthers started off this season with a victory over the Niners. Uh, then they beat the Texans at home, lost to the Cowboys at home, and beat the Titans at home. Uh, so they went 3-1 and one through the first quarter. Uh, coming up in the second quarter of the season, they have a Monday night meeting with the Washington football team in Washington. They'll come home to play the Giants, have their bye week in week seven, and then travel to Indianapolis in week eight. Um, so the Panthers are kind of, this year schedule-wise, got the opposite end of the Browns and Packers. All of their division games will be in the second half of the season. Um, so playoff, playoff implications and division winner won't be decided until the second half. Uh, switching over to look at Division standings. Um, starting off with the AFC North. 
at four and zero, the Browns have a two game lead on their division. The Ravens are in second at two and two, uh, with the Bengals and Steelers both being one and three. Um, so, uh, holding a victory over the Ravens already kind of gives the Browns an edge there. Um, and it looks like they'll keep hold of their division probably for the rest of the season. The Ravens might be the only team to challenge them. Doesn't really look like, at least at this point, the Bengals and Steelers are going to pose much of an issue. Um, in the AFC East, the Patriots are in the lead at this point, uh, 3-1. and one. They are a game ahead of the Dolphins. And the Jets and the Bills. Uh, the Dolphins are 2-1-1. One and one. And the Jets and Bills are both 2-2. Two and two. Um, In this division, I don't see anybody but the Dolphins maybe giving the Patriots a run. But the Dolphins will have to win the second matchup to really maybe dethrone the Patriots. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty sure the Patriots will end up winning that division. Uh, looking at the AFC West, uh, the Raiders are 3-0. and Chargers are three and one. Chiefs are two and two, and the Broncos are zero and three. So the Chiefs are only a game out. And as I said, they do hold that victory over the Chargers, uh, which was the Chargers' first loss of the year. Um, and the Chiefs' matchups against the Raiders will be later in the season. So that division will be up in the air for quite a while, unless the you know, Raiders and Chargers suddenly fall off the face of the earth for the rest of the season and can't win a game. Um, but if the last couple of seasons have been any indication, it'll come down to the last two meetings between the Chiefs and Raiders to decide who's going to win the division and quite possibly could just take all the way up to Week 17. You just never know. Uh, looking at the NFC, uh, starting with the NFC North, the Packers at 4-0 have a two-game lead in that division over everybody else. Like I said, they've already beaten everybody. Um, so as they beat everybody in the second meeting, Packers will win their division easily. Um, Vikings and Lions are both 2-2, two and two and the Bears are 0-3, so it looks like maybe Detroit or Minnesota could be possibly be a team to challenge, but all their all their work is going to have to be outside of the division, um, and they'll have to win the second matchup against the Packers to even realistically have a chance of dethroning them. Um, but I would venture to say the Packers will win that division. Uh, going to the NFC South, the Panthers at 3-1 and one are in the lead in that division by a game. Uh, the Falcons and Chicago Blues are both 2-2, two and two, and the Saints are 1-2. and two. Um, As I said, the Panthers haven't played a single division game yet, so all their games are in the second half of the season. So it's good for them to be in the lead now, but they'll have to run through the rest of their division in the second half to make sure they stay in the lead position. Um, looking at the playoff picture, if the playoffs started today, um, for the AFC, the Browns and Patriots would both be in, the Chiefs would be out. Um, the Browns would have the number one seed, followed by the Raiders. Uh, the Patriots would have the three seed, followed by the Colts. And then it would be the Chargers and Dolphins. Um, so AFC West would have two teams. The AFC East would have two teams. And then 
You're one team from the north and one team from the south. Um, so yeah, at this point, it would leave the Chiefs on the outside looking in. Uh, two and two is not bad for the first, you know, quarter of the season, especially considering that you were missing two of your better players. So hopefully, the Chiefs can keep rolling on the right side of things and getting in for another division and secure playoff spot. Uh, looking at the NFC. If things ended today, both the Packers and Panthers would be in. Um, the Arizona Cardinals would get the number one seed. The Packers would have the two seed. Both teams are 4-0 and have not played each other, so I'm not real sure how it determines that Arizona would be ahead of the Packers. Um, but either way, those would be your first your first round buys. Then they would be followed by the Eagles in the three seed, the Panthers in the four seed, and then the Falcons and Cowboys would be, that would round out your playoff picture for the NFC. Um, so, like I said, it's only the first quarter, so way too early look at the playoffs, but some teams have, at least through the first quarter, positioned themselves very well. Um, only really one team has work to do, um, but with a few teams having most of their division games towards the end of the year, um, things are still very much up in the air. Um, so let's go take a look at the injury reports and see who could be affected by injuries. Uh, starting with the Cleveland Browns. And they have nobody on the injury report. Moving on to the Chiefs. Um, as I said, the Chiefs started the season with their starting quarterback and their number one wide receiver on the injury report. Uh, their starting quarterback had a ruptured disc. Um, this is also commonly called a herniated disc. Um, what it is basically is where the the vertebrae that protect your spinal column on the inside are have cartilage on the inside, which is a soft, squishy substance that helps protect things better. Um, what a herniated or ruptured disc is is that cartilage gets somehow gets through the bone in your vertebrae to the outside. Um, in some cases, some people have no symptoms of it, may not even know that they have one. Um, in other cases, it puts pressure on your nerves and causes a lot of pain. Um, and in other cases, it can cause a numb feeling in your arm In other, you know, depending on which nerves it's putting on, it can make, you know, feel numb in certain areas. Um, this type of injury can be very mild and like I said you may not know you have any symptoms and you know not require much in the way of recovery except for rest um, in some of the more severe cases it can require surgery um, Nixon was only he went he was injured in the third preseason game and he played the fourth week of the regular season so he was only out for four weeks um, so that was good news for the Chiefs um, the Chiefs are pretty fortunate to have survived the first quarter of the season at 2-2, two and two, even though I feel that isn't the true record. Um, Matthias Wright, their number one wide receiver, on the other hand, is a, has a broken hand. He's out for another three weeks. He went down in the fourth preseason game. Um, interestingly enough, before week five... Um, I was given the option to bring him, you know, bring him back to play at that point with three weeks to go. I've never seen that happen. Usually it's only with a week left that you can, you know, 
play them. Um, problem is, is their stats are usually so reduced that it does. You, you could put them on the field and play them, but they're going to be a shell of the player they should be. Um, so usually it's not worth putting them back out there until they've completely healed and are off the list. Uh, moving on, sticking with the AFC, we'll look at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have nobody on the injury report. Uh, flipping over to the NFC, we'll look at the Packers. Uh, the Packers have their starting left guard, Jay McAllister, out with a shoulder tear. Uh, their starting running back, Jerome Burrell, is out with a shoulder tear. And their backup running back, Gerard Patterson, is out with a dislocated elbow. Uh, good news for Packer Nation is that all of these players are only out for two more weeks. Um, apparently the shoulder tears for McAllister and Burrell were only partial tears. Were not complete tears and didn't require surgery to fix. They just needed a little bit of rest time. I'm not entirely sure exactly when they got hurt, but only have two weeks left. And I don't remember them being injured in the preseason. means it probably happened week one. So, you know, six weeks, not not too bad there. Um, and at 4-0, it obviously hasn't apparently affected them too much. Uh, Patterson with his dislocated elbow, it's just that's an area of the body where you're going to get hit there quite a bit, or at least, you know, in the game of football, you've got to use your arms just for blocking and things like that. It's just better to rest. Um, but, like I said, good news for Packers is they'll get the, all those guys back in a couple of weeks and have them for the stretch run. Uh, looking at the Panthers, they have one injury, and it's their starting left tackle, Conrad McLean. Uh, he is out with a ruptured disc, uh, but good news for the Panthers is he's only out for one more week and then they'll have him back um, at 3-1 and one, it doesn't really appear that it's affected them much um, so several injuries to start off the season but nobody that's you know out for the year already or out for any more significant time uh, most everybody will have their guys back within the next three weeks and so hopefully everybody has all their players for the stretch run to get into the playoffs and then hopefully has everybody for the playoffs. Um, but we will we'll see. There's a lot of football left to go. Um, now for our new segment, we will get to our listener question. Um, kind of excited about this. It's you know kind of nice for people to ask questions. Um, and the question was, if we got Madden, if everyone got Madden 21 and we started a new franchise on 21, what, you know, rule changes would you like to see or, you know, keep the same, that kind of stuff? Um, in my opinion, um, it's been mentioned before that, you know, if there's a Black Friday deal where 21 gets dropped like 30 bucks or maybe even less, um, the, at that point, I would say everybody should get 21. Um, from what I've read and heard and looked into, what they've done as far as improvements for the game, at least for franchise mode, which is mostly what we do, everything they've done is something that you could put in a patch for Madden 20. So I'm not that excited about getting 21. Um, that being said some of the things they're changing I would be interested in seeing. Um, they made some changes to the X-Factor abilities. Uh, they made some changes to the regression for older players. Um, they also um, added a new game mode that I think 
would be interesting to play. It's called backyard football or something like that. Um, I think it supposedly you can have more than, you know, you and your friends can all play it. So that kind of sounds interesting. Um, outside of that though, the only reason I would really want to get is just for the, you know, new rookies that came in. Um, even though I'm pretty sure you could probably find a download somewhere for 20 that would have, that would allow you to update the rosters with the rookies anyway. Um, but that being said, if, if we go to 21 and even if we don't and we stick with 20, um, as far as the rules and stuff that we already have set up goes, um, it's been mentioned we play on all pro now. Um, it's been suggested that, you know, a new one, we move up to all Madden. I, I agree with that. Uh, I think some people just from, you know, as, I mean, we're in our 20th season already and we started this back around Christmas. Um, so as much football has, as has been played in that time with user games and stuff, some guys have gotten, you know, you're, you're starting to get some scores against the computers where it's, you know, 100 to very little or 70 to, you know, so there's some outrageous stats being built up. Um, so moving to all Madden, I think would level the playing field back out again for some players. Um, I think for the draft, I like the two picks per round rule so that you don't get more than 10. Um, and I think I heard this suggested by someone else, but I would, I would think maybe for the first round though, you're only allowed to have one top 10 pick and the other pick has to be, you know, 16 or lower, or I guess, you know, lower than 10. Um, that way, you know, teams aren't loading up on the best players. I mean, if you trade for them after the fact, you know, you're going to have to give a lot up to get them. Um, and if you're willing to pay that price, great, but I think you should have to do it that way instead of, oh, well, I've got pick one and pick two and then take two of the best players, you know, the thing. Um, so I would say, you know, maybe limit your first round to one top 10 pick and then their pick has to be, you know, can be wherever else in that outside the top 10. Um, I like our trade rules for the season, no more than five. Um, and then, you know, draft day is mostly, um, people trade draft picks. They don't trade too many players. So I'm okay with the draft pick trading. Um, again, though, only the one top 10 pick, um, after that, um, I don't really have an issue with too many of the rules we have. Um, I think by switching to all Madden, since we've got the rule that you only, you're allowed four, you know, four games a year. Um, in some cases like this season, I've got three user games, so I only get one game extra to, you know, play against the computer. Um, the original intent for that rule was so that you couldn't stack stats for players and, you know, everybody have superstar players running around in positions that are unstoppable. I think we've done this long enough that we're kind of getting to that point anyway just because of, you know, the familiarity everybody has with playing the computer. In some cases, um, you're still getting that effect even though it's not really breaking the rules. Um 
so I don't there's really no way around that part of things other than you know raise it to all Madden um, but that that's really all I have on the on maybe moving to 21 um, I'm not gonna lie I'm not that excited about getting 21 um, but I'm not gonna lie really the only reason I bought 20 was because they put Patrick Mahomes on the cover um, if he hadn't been on the cover I may still not own a newer version of Madden um, I'm one of them I'm one of those people that you know I go into franchise and I completely change the rosters and move thing move players and stuff around and so having other than having you know the actual players that are playing in the NFL right now it doesn't really matter to me you can go through the draft and rename people if you know, you really wanted to take the time to do all that, or there's people that make, you know, rosters that you can go get. But, you know, if we all agree, come Black Friday and Christmas time, if they drop the price on 21, it would be, I would say at that point, we could move on to 21. Um, I believe that's all I have for the show. Um, as always, if you have any questions, drop me a Drop me a question and I'll get it answered. Um, and until next time.